Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, we, if you have your Bible, you can lift it up. If not, you can just say this. Say, this is my Bible. I believe it is God Almighty in written form. And today, it will enter my heart, my mind, my emotions, and my body, conforming me to the image of Jesus, to the glory of the Father. Amen. All right. Glory to God again. So good to see everyone. Uh, we've been talking about open relationship, how awesome God is, just how much he wants to manifest himself to us. We, we've used numerous scriptures. And we talked about faith being the reality of things unseen. The more you grow in your faith through the word, amen, through the ministry of Holy Spirit, the spirit of revelation, for fellowship with one another, fivefold ministry, just uh, glory to God, just seeking him, amen, worship, hearing his voice, the more your faith is going to grow. And your relationship with Jesus will be as viable as your faith is. And the exciting thing is that all of us have faith. Amen? It's been given to us in the new birth, and we cultivate it in the context of spiritual vehicles. We've been sharing just how God's desire is open relationship. Moses endured seeing him who was invisible. The Bible says God talked with Moses face to face as a friend. He talks to us today, amen, as his son, as daughters of God. So we've been sharing, you know, scriptures like Luke twenty-two fifty-one, 51, where a person that was not saved, not under covenant at that time, who was coming to be a vehicle of the enemy to, to, to take Jesus to be crucified. Peter cut off his ear. The Bible, and, you know, really, he was dying. He was bleeding to death. It wasn't just a snippet of his ear. It was with a sword. And Jesus, in his love and compassion, the Bible says just touched him and a, create, a great creative miracle was realized. Glory to God. Can you imagine what that had to do to this man? We shared in Mark 6, 7, and 8, the multiplication of the bread and the fish, open relationship. We shared in uh, John 6, 21, how, and I think it goes with Matthew 14, where Jesus was walking on the water. Then Peter said, basically, me too. Can I walk on the water with you? And Jesus said, emphatically, Yes, and Peter was walking on the water. Wow, glory to God. And that's open relationship. But the Bible says that in John 6, 21, they had been rowing uh, for a long time. They still had a long way to go to shore. Jesus had sent the uh, apostles away in the ship. He stayed to pray, and then he came to them walking on the water. And he said, do not fear, it's I. He got in the boat with them. And it says, immediately, in a moment's time, the ship was translated to the place where they, to the destination they were going to. That's open relationship. Now, the, does that happen every day in the context of you being translated? In that sense, no. But every day, we can experience the intimacy of Jesus through the word of God. 
just like he's, man, just like you were there. Just like you're, you're talking to him. You see Jesus, amen? And the Jesus you see here is the Jesus you experience, amen? Every day. Every day you can hear his voice. Every day you experience his presence. Every day, amen, you experience his strength in our times of weakness. His mercy and his grace. It's open relationship. It's amazing. And I love that song. You know, when, you, when I hear you calling, I just fall on my knees. There's something about Jesus that is light years among anyone or anything. His voice, his word, oh my, his grace that manifests strength in our time of weakness, that gives us favor we don't deserve, that causes mercy to come. To overcome our mistakes, which we all make at times. Glory to God. And then he said, the very works that I did, you will do also in greater works than these. I believe the greater works are the, the new birth. He, Jesus could never get anyone born again. The blood was not yet shed. He could never pray with someone to be baptized in the spirit. The spirit was not yet given, John 7. But we can enter into doing the works that Jesus did. Wow. Wow. Huh? Glory to God. You can lead someone to Jesus. You can pray with someone to be healed. You can enter into sharing a word that men free someone from bondage. Amen? I tell you, I believe there are so many Christians that love God but are struggling. And they just don't know how. They know that life is supposed to be good, but they're struggling so much. They're disillusioned, despondent. They really are. And they're like, man, I, I know this is supposed to work. I know Jesus loves me, but it just doesn't seem working. You're the person that can share with them how to make it work. The wisdom of God. Amen? The wisdom of God. How to make this work. Not in the sense of a formula, but in the sense of just how God works, by faith, by his word, on and on. Glory to God. So all this is exciting. Glory to God. Open relationship is where it's at. Glory to God. It really is. I, I want to share something in, in context of the word. Then I'm going to be sharing today in regards to the authority we have. We're going to be sharing on the authority of the believer in the next few weeks. Because it's one thing to say, yeah, that's awesome. God wants open relationship. But God, but we have to enter in to enforcing what's been given to us. And we're going to share what I mean. We're going to share how today and we'll see how far we get. And just overcoming the world, the flesh, the world, the devil, and the flesh. Glory to God. Because the world's not to have dominion over us. The devil's not to have dominion over us. The flesh is not to have dominion over us. We're to walk in freedom. You can't walk in freedom if there's something greater than you that will hold you back. Jesus said, man, whoever's stronger will win. You go into the strong man's house and you plunder his goods. Amen. So I'm excited about this. Go, go with me to Psalm 107.20. Psalm 107.20. 
I tell you, the Psalms are amazing. You know, after Jesus rose from the dead, he shared about his resurrection through the Psalms, death and resurrection. There's so much in the Psalms. In Psalm 107.20, it says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. Glory to God. Now, John 1.1, we know in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. In John 1.14, we know the Bible says, And the word became flesh, became manifested, right? Man, God just been, you know, I always go back to the word. And there's so much, man, depth to the word of God. He sent his word and healed them. Man, and uh, when Jesus was talking to the centurion, you know, the centurion said, just, man, just speak the word and my servant will be healed. Jesus says, I've not found such great faith in all of Israel. And this guy wasn't even under covenant. What's it mean to send the word? I, I tell you, so often we assume that people know what we're talking about. And but we need to teach one another, let God teach us, to send the word. Well, we know Jesus is the word, amen? We know that this word is Jesus, amen? When you get a hold of a scripture verse, glory to God, hallelujah, you're sending Jesus into action, amen? Glory to God. When you get a word by his stripes, I'm healed. Man, and you say, Lord, I thank you that by the stripes of Jesus I'm healed. Glory to God. Jesus, who is the word, through Holy Spirit, he brings manifestation because you sent the word. Amen? Glory to God. The word is sent to us. Glory to God. So we can receive it, enter into agreement with God, and then we send it back to him. Hallelujah. So there's agreement. So it can be confirmed. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. That's exciting. You can send the word. Hallelujah. And, and man, and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you know, someone I love, you, you know, I'm just sending the word to them. I mean, they asked me to pray, but I send the word in Jesus' name. Oh, my goodness. Again, that he's borne our griefs and our sorrows. And Jesus is the word. He will go to them. Hallelujah. The word. Man, I, a precious testimony I heard a while ago was under Norval Hayes' ministry. And he was ministering and he was teaching the people, you know, your emotions are good, but you can't go by your emotions. You know, your mind's good, but you can't go by your natural mind because you'll enter in the metal ascent rather than spirit faith. And, uh, there was a man there who had plump feet. I mean, his feet were just distorted. I mean, they were, they were horrendous in the sense he could walk, but not fully. He never could run. And he said, I didn't even get married. I'm not saying he shouldn't have gotten married, but he said, my, my feet were so distorted, they look, they're horrendous. And um, he said, I've been prayed for many times. And uh, Norval was teaching on James 5, 14 and 15. You know, is anyone among you sick? Let them call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing them with oil. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. He's committed sins, they will be forgiven him. And Norval just said, 
So he laid hands on everyone and he said, do you believe you've been healed? And a lot of people said, well, I don't know. I didn't feel anything. And, and, and then finally, someone said, well, I, I believe it because the word says it. So this guy goes home. He was a single man. And he just begins thanking Jesus that the word healed him. He said, I thank you that James 5, 14 and 15 healed me. You see, that's the word. That's Jesus. Hallelujah. Man. He just thanked God the whole night that the word healed him. The word, the word, the word was sent to him. Now he's sending them back to the Father saying, I agree with the word that was sent to me. See, the Bible says in Romans 10 that if you can believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, that word confession is the Greek word homologos. Logos is the word, right? Homo means the same, means saying the same thing that God says. Woo! So he's just saying the same thing God says. Lord, I thank you. I'm agreeing with you. Hallelujah. God needs more than anything else our agreement. He needs humility. He needs faith working through love, but he needs our agreement. Amos 3.3 says, unless two walk together, how can they be agreed? If God said you're healed and you're saying, I'm not sure. If God says you're forgiven, you're saying, but I feel condemned. If God's saying you're strong and you're saying I'm weak. If God says, I love you, and you're saying, but Lord, how can you? There's not agreement. When God gets agreement, his sent word gives you faith to agree. And when you agree, and sometimes it's easier said than done. You don't feel, man, like agreeing. The enemy says it didn't work before. But when you agree by faith, you send the word back. It enters the Father's heart. Woo! And he says, man, according to my son, Holy Ghost, have your way. Amen? Glory to God. All right. All that's for free. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But it's the foundation of everything. The blood of Jesus is the foundation. The word of God is the foundation. Amen? All right. So I want to encourage you. The word of God that you believe has to be declared. And not only that, it has to be consistent. If you don't see your manifestation, and it's always hard for us at times. Man, you, you sense God and you believe God. You know, you're thanking God for his word. And then, man, sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. Have you ever been there? You haven't. You haven't been far. But you keep believing the word in your heart. Like the woman with the issue of blood, she kept saying, not legalistically, not religiously, but just out of her heart. She said, Lord, I just believe it. I worship you. Just like Abram, Abraham, when he was told to offer a Isaac, I think he knew in his heart God had provision. He told the young men that went with him. He said, we will worship and we will be back. Amen? Glory to God. The whole time, man, they're walking out there. And people think that, you know, Isaac was a little kid then. No, he was a young man. He was, you know, in his 20s. He could easily said, man, what, you know, where's the wood for the offering? Where's the lamb for the offering? But he didn't run away. Because they said, we will worship and we will be back. Amen? 
Glory to God. So what I want to encourage you with, we have to, to bring forth the victory. We can't let anything get in our way. We get offended. We don't understand something. Someone we think offended us or did offend us. We let that get in the way. We let an outward appearance get in the way because it seems to be taking too long. We let, again, our, our, we can't let Satan come in and condemnation, intimidation, whatever. Or we're, a battle we lost in the past. The devil tries to make it fresh. But glory to God. We have to stand by faith in our authority in Jesus' name. What's it mean to have authority? It means to have dominion in a situation. And I believe the authority is through the name of Jesus. So let's look at, uh, hallelujah, Luke, oh man, there's so much here. Let's look at Luke 9, 1 and 2. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. And Luke chapter 9, hallelujah, verses 1 and 2. Then he called the 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Mm. And verse 6 says, And they departed, went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Glory to God. Authority. Think about this. Even Judas was in this bunch. Judas was preaching the gospel and people were getting healed and saved. Saved, delivered. Because it was the badge. It's not about you and me. God gives us a badge in the spirit realm. Just like a policeman has a badge. Glory to God. And he says, stop. You see him in uniform and a badge. And he says, you know what? He puts his hand out in front of your car and says, stop. Maybe it's a checkpoint. What do you, you stop. Amen. Why? Because the badge represents authority. The name of Jesus represents authority. Amen. Devils bow. Your flesh bows. That which is of the world bows to the name of Jesus. Because you know, man, if you would try to go through that checkpoint and not obey him, man, he could have a hundred police cars chasing you. Can I tell you this? If the enemy tries to negate your authority, I tell you what, there's a thousand angels that decapitate him for real. That's why the Bible says in James 4, 7, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you in terror because he knows that the angels of God, Holy Spirit himself, will enforce, amen, your authority. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. All right. So let's first look at the world. Go with me to 1 John 2, 16. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I am fired up today. I really am. Because, man, there's some situations and uh, I, I was like, God, why isn't this happening right now? And God said, because you're not using your third authority fully. You're waiting for me to do something that I ask you to do. How many know God is not going to take authority for you? That's your responsibility. Angels are not going to share the gospel. Jesus is not going to share the gospel. That's your responsibility. It's your authority. 
It's your responsibility to use your authority against the world, the flesh, and the devil. And I tell you, men, you need to stand up for your families, for your kids. It's time for men to be men, for real. Now, a woman has authority, obviously, just as much as a man. A daughter of a lion is a lion. But the bottom line is this. Men need to be men. <sighs> Glory to God. 1 John chapter 2. Mm, hallelujah. Verse uh, 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. The world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God will abide forever. I want to concentrate mostly today on the aspect of the flesh. We're going to hit a lot of stuff in, these, in the next coming weeks. But man, society wants to take the place of God. I'm not, I'm, I'm not against the government. I'm, I, I, I want a good government. But I tell you what, it's amazing. This generation, man, when they're asked in surveys, I mean, do you want capitalism or socialism? So many are saying socialism. They're, they're bowing. They're letting the government rule their life in the sense, man, if the government says this is legal and this isn't, hey, just because the government says something's legal, hallelujah, and they give you places to take heroin doesn't mean that it's legal for you. Just like the government says, you know what, it's okay for this to take place and this takes the pl that take place doesn't mean, yeah, glory to God, it, in the eyes of God it should take place. Mm, Jesus. Do not be conformed to the image of this world, but be conformed, amen, to the image of God. I tell you, it's everything right now in our nature is cancel culture. Why do they want to cancel what's right? So they can replace it with what they say is right. It goes back to the garden. Man, Adam and Eve, man, they forsook God, exchanged the glory of God so they could be gods and, and determine what was right in their eyes. Can I tell you something? You're not God. You never will be. Thank God for that, amen. We've said this many times. Think about this. What would happen if you were God? Oh, man, 90% of the earth would be blown up probably. Everybody that offended you, you'd destroy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. But that's what we're at, trying to cancel the word of God, cancel God himself so you can be your own God. Man, I was talking to a professor at a certain university, and he said, you know what? I teach this class and this class, but my end game is to get rid of an absolutistic mindset that there is a right or a wrong. He said right or wrong is what you determine to be right or wrong. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. It's time, amen. We need to understand. And all these work together. The world, the flesh, and the devil. We need to enter in the standing for our children for this upcoming generation. Man, if, if, if there's a battle there, all right? There's so much here, and we'll get into more of this, but right now, that will stop here. Glory to God. But very simply, they want their reality, their truth, 
to be your truth and your reality. And I'm here to tell you this. The only reality I want is true reality, not virtual reality, not somebody else's reality that can't tell the difference between a man and a woman. If they can't tell me the definition of a woman, I don't want them telling me what truth is. Amen, Amen, for real. For real. Come on. It's like someone saying, I don't know what one plus one is two is, but I'll teach you trigonometry. Come on. Jesus, all right, the devil, glory to God. Not glory to God to the devil, but I'm saying glory to God for the victory. Amen. Help me with that one, a good sound guy. Delete that somehow. Amen. Glory to God for victory over the devil. Amen. All right. For real. The devil works by deception and accusation and oppression. He will deceive you into thinking that you can't have dominion over him. He will use times where you messed messed up or didn't get a victory. He'll take a weakness you have and accentuate it that you're working through. The devil is a liar and a murderer from the beginning, Jesus said. And he's an accuser of the brethren. And a lot of times he used Christians to, to do the accusation. Well, they really don't want God. You know what? They're just never going to change. You know, I can't deal with this. And it's amazing. When you mess up, you've received forgiveness. When somebody else messes up, they need judge. Wow. <laughs> no. We need to extend. If you want mercy, extend mercy. You want love, extend love. Amen. You want grace, extend grace. Glory to God. The enemy, I, I tell you what, mm, Jesus is no match for God. The Bible says in 1 John 3, well, let's go there, 1 John 3, 8, and 9, that every one of his works has been destroyed. Every one of them. Mm, Jesus. You see, you're fired up to, I am. I want to walk like this every day. It says, he that commits sin, is, that means you habitually commit sin, so the devil, the devil sins from the giving. The beginning. For this purpose, listen to this. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Man, what's the work of the devil? Anything that would harm you. Anything that would tarnish the image of God. Anything that would be of grief and sorrow. Anything that would bring harm to you. Mm. Whoever is born of God doesn't commit sin for his seed remains in him. He cannot sin because he's born of God. New English version says, has the DNA of God. Hallelujah. We're right here, 1 John 4, 4. Mm. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. The greater one's on the inside. The one that was behind in the, above, in the Holy of Holies above the ark is in you. The one that created the universe is in you. The one that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. <sighs> Glory to God. Exodus 7. We don't have time to go there, but man, I, again, Aaron threw down the rod, became a snake. 
All, and man, that's pretty, again, but then the magicians, the sorcerers, the so-called wise men of Egypt, Pharaoh, they all threw down their rods. It became a snake. It looked like the enemy had leverage. Man, there's not one snake of God, a hundred snakes of the enemy. But the snake of God ate up all the other snakes. The anointing of God will eat up cancer. The anointing of God will devour, glory to God, that familiar sin is trying to come against us by Holy Spirit. The anointing of God will give you a desire for him in an amazing way. The anointing of God, the greater one, hallelujah, will cause you to have victory. Go with me, if you would, to Mark chapter 9. And this is an overview. We'll get into more and more specifics next week. But this is specific here. Mark chapter 9. Man, there was a, a, a precious man. His son was being tormented by the enemy. And um, verse 19, 9-19, Jesus had just come down from the Mount of Transfiguration. And it says, whenever the Spirit takes him. Can I tell you something? When the enemy tries to take you or take something from you, stop it there. Actually, stop it before it happens. You claim no weapon forms against you will prosper. It's not going to hit the ground. Stop it before it happens. Amen, Psalm 91. Glory to God. He will keep you in safety. Stop it before it happens. And when the enemy tries to take something from you or to bring harm to you, maybe you never had a migraine in your life and all of a sudden there's a migraine. And man, you remember your, great -grand your grandmother, man, had migraines and it destroyed her. No, you don't let it take you. You rebuke it then and there in the name of Jesus. Amen? Glory to God. But it says it takes him and then it tears him. And he tries to fight it. He gnashes his teeth. He foams at the mouth. But then he pines away. That's how the cancer works. That's how the devil works. But it does not rain. In the kingdom of God. Someone says, well, I know good Christians where it has rained. I understand that. There could be a hundred reasons for that. But it's not the perfect will of God. That doesn't mean they don't have an amazing walk with God. Doesn't mean they don't love God. Doesn't mean they don't have a closer walk with God than you. You don't condemn people. But the bottom line is this. Jesus said, I desire you to be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. Jesus said, I've borne your sicknesses and diseases. Jesus said, I've borne that migraine. And the Bible says, Acts 10, 38, that the enemy is always involved in it in some way. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth whew, with Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the enemy. Amen? It's the same Jesus today. Healing is just God's goodness manifesting in his love. I understand when you're fighting something for a while. Man, it doesn't seem like it's trying to go. But I tell you what, 
We need to understand it will go, and, and the more and more that we enter into the Word and enter uh, into just intimacy with God and, and the help of others too, it will be broken in Jesus' name. Amen? All right. Let's hit the last one here in the context of the flesh. Someone says, what's the flesh? It's the old nature trying to come back. Mm, Jesus. We need to destroy the old nature. You know that the famous horror movie of old. It was filmed in Pittsburgh, The Night of the Living Dead. That's the old nature coming back. Amen? And God wants us to understand, glory to God, that we have victory. Thank you, Holy Ghost. All right, go with me to the book of Galatians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're going to destroy some things of the enemy right quick. Galatians 5. Mm, Jesus. It says, Galatians 5, 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifested, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, Hatred, uh, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, jealousies, heresies, envyings, murderers, drunkenness. Mmm, Jesus. It's unbelief. It's fear. It's dismay. It's in the soul realm. Amen? It's when your mind and your emotions take over your spirit. To the natural mind, through your emotions. Jesus. So how do we overcome it? One, you need to know who you are. The real you. Man, you get a thought in your head. Sometimes I don't know where it comes from. Man, it can be anger. It can be jealousy. It can be the devil saying someone's offended you. Maybe they did. And man, you're just not going to associate with them anymore. Whatever. No matter what it is. Fear. You got to know that that's not the real you. It's not the real you. Man, sometimes you can feel like, man, you just want to, man, grab a hold of that person that is trying to mess you up and take your promotion on the job or whatever or get you fired because you're a Christian and you just want to grab them and get in, the, get in the flesh and say, hey, wake up. You can't do that. How do we overcome? First, we see that that's not the real us. You have to walk in the reality of who you are according to the word of God and not according to your emotions, your mind, or anything else. Well, great-granddad had a temper. I'm Irish, I got a temper too. That's a lie. That's a lie. Put blaming great-grandpap, amen, or great-grandma for your issues. Amen? amen? Hallelujah. I'm not, Lord God, I'm Irish, half Irish and half Italian. Someone say, that's a tough combination. You know what I'm saying? But the bottom line is, I'm spirit. I'm a child of the living God. I cross my bloodline with the bloodline of Jesus. Amen. I'll take what's good in my bloodline, and I'll take Jesus for what isn't. Glory to God. It's not the real you. Oh, man. Joshua 1.9. 
Be strong and courageous. How do you get strong? You got to be in the word. You got to be in the word. Someone says, I don't have time for the word. It's a lie. You make time for what's important to you. Amen? See, the natural mind doesn't like the kingdom of God because it's an upside down kingdom. It says, man, to walk in financial blessing, you have to be a giver. Tither, give offerings. What man? How does that work? I lose money by giving. And now that, the natural mind says, don't do that. Hmm. But see, that's the law of the kingdom. To receive, you have to be a giver. To be seen, you have to stay in, in quiet. Man, the natural mind will tick in, kick in. Well, you just don't have time to get in the word like that. I tell you what, you make time. Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what's good? You'll get it back. You give time, you give finances to God, you'll get more back. You give time to God, you'll get more back. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. All right. Then Ephesians 6.10 says that we walk in the power of God's might. Ephesians 6.17 says God has given us a sword of Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm. So let's, let's look at some things that just help us, you know, pragmatically. But again, you know, there's so many examples. You know, Gideon was, you know, cowardly hiding in a wine press. And God said, I see you as a mighty warrior. See yourself as God sees you. Not as somebody's labeled you. Mm, Jesus. Not even as, man, your outward works sometimes demonstrate. Because maybe you're in a battle and you succumb to the enemy. But I'll tell you what, that's not, you will enter into victory. But we want to enter into victory now. Amen. All right, go with me to the book of Romans if you would. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, some of these verses, they're applicable to everyone. But to have victory over the flesh, the key is, mm, well, let's just go to Romans and let the word speak for itself. Romans chapter 6, let's start there. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm. Romans 6. Mm, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Let's start with verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man has been crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Now we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Your fleshly nature, your sinful nature has been destroyed. The old man has been destroyed. I've shared this before, but I thought it was, it's humorous, but it, it, it's, it proves a point. There's this, uh, we were at a, I was at a conference in Fremont, West Virginia. And uh, the pastor's wife was just, she said, I just need to share something to lighten things up. She said, I have a woman's, uh, every week we meet together, ladies in the church. And there's this young lady, she just got saved. She was into a lot of stuff, you know, you know heroin addiction and just, you know, a lot of stuff. And she's got genuinely saved. And uh, 
She's married to a guy. He's still struggling with things. He's not a Christian yet. They've been married for a couple years. And uh, she said, I was talking about, you know, you got to get rid of the old man. And she comes up crying at the end of the meeting. She says, honey, what's wrong? She said, I didn't know I had to get rid of him so soon. <laughs> no, glory to God. We're talking about, amen, the evil nature, all right? But here's the deal. We got to reckon ourselves dead. Reckon ourselves dead under this reality. It says this. Mm. Romans 6, 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it and lust thereof. Now, I'm not just talking about legalism. I'm not talking about some religious spirit. It says in verse 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you for we are not under the law, but under grace. See, when you're speaking that whatever area of the flesh is trying to come against you, whether it's anger, whether it's a sexual sin, whether it's a you know, fear of losing finances or whatever, we're not talking about willpower under the law, trying to do what's right in your own strength. We're talking about through grace. Through Holy Spirit, okay? Oh, I love this verse in Romans 8. Oh, man, it is so good. Romans 8, man, I, I tell you, I just love Romans 8. I love all the Word of God, but, man, it is so good. Woo, glory. So it says in Romans 8, 11, But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead, or also by his self-same Spirit, Quicken your mortal bodies by by Holy Spirit that dwells in you. Now, we read Romans 8, 11, and rightfully so, we get excited. We live resurrection life. Woo! Glory! Hallelujah! Thank you so much, Jesus. But we need to read the next verse, 12 and 13. Therefore, brethren, we are under, we are not debtors to the flesh, to live after the flesh. See, it's one thing to say, yeah, I know I've got resurrection power in me, but it has to translate practically, right? Here's how it translates. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. It's not a game. Life is not a game. Man, you minimize sin, you buy the lie that you can have dominance over the sin, this idea, Romans 7, the things I want to do, I can't do the things, you know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. Ascribing that to a Christian. It's talking about somebody under the law. I got people coming in every in my office all the time, struggling with pornography or whatever. Hey, I'm, I, you know, this is what Romans 7 says. I said, you ever read Romans 8? It's a provision. We're under grace now, not under the law. Grace is not... An excuse for sin, it's, it gives us victory over sin. For if you live after the flesh, you will die. But, now the but, right, negates what, negates what come before it. But if you through Holy Ghost kill the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, man infused into by the Spirit of God, lived through by the Spirit of God, this is what it means to be a believer. Let's give some you know, examples here. 
Man, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Maybe you're having a struggle. And maybe you're having a struggle forgiving somebody. I'll tell you what. You can believe the lie that it's not a big thing to God, but it is. You can buy the lie that you're just not able, but you are. You can buy the lie that you're going to have to wait for that person to ask you for your forgiveness before you forgive them. And that may not ever happen. You forgive because Jesus is forgiveness and you want to be like Jesus. But as long as you buy that lie, you're going to be in bondage. And you think you're hurting the person that hurt you by not forgiving them? You're just hurting yourself. They're having a field day with you because that's what they want. You're just hurting yourself. Amen. But man, when you just feel angry at them, you can't forgive. Man, you're crying. Don't, I don't want to hear another sermon on forgiveness. It's not, going, it's not going to help you. You have to make a decision to forgive by faith because the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. And by faith, you say, you know what? Even as I've been forgiven, action and reaction, I forgive them in the name of Jesus. And it might not feel like it worked, but it worked because now you're in agreement with God. Anger might come up right after you said that. Sometimes it's just like a heavy weight comes off you, but sometimes anger might come up. And you got to stand. And you say, I will not bow to the spirit of unforgiveness. Jesus. I had a young man years ago. He had been uh, raped by another man. I think he was 15. And he was a normal boy, normal desires for the opposite sex. I think he was going on 16. And after that happened, what was in the perpetrator got in him somehow. Sometimes it happens. And every desire he had for the opposite sex was not there. He tried everything. I mean, looking at pornography to try to get something. Doing this, doing that. Doing, and he came in for counseling. By this time, he's uh, going on 20 years old. He's a leader in a ministry at a Christian college. But he's still struggling. And uh, I said, here's the deal. I don't have any magic formulas. I've got the word of the living God that will set you free. Because the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So we went over scriptures for about three weeks, going on four weeks. He came in one day and said, I'm done with this stuff. See, my counseling is Christian counseling. It's based on the word of God. He said, this doesn't work. And I said, well, but I believe the word of God always works. It might not have, have taken yet, but I believe the good. He said, he said, Pastor Mike, he's a, he's a great kid. He said, it just isn't working. And something rose up in me, but I said, but God said it would. He said, but you don't understand what I'm going through. He said, it's just not working. And I just threw my Bible down and I said, but God said it would. He went, okay. <laughs> it's a true story. He comes back next week a little bit better, two weeks after that. Man, he comes in the door, 
He's just like, ooh, I said, what happened to you? He said, Jesus set me free. Glory to God. He's married with kids and ministry. Woo, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We need to let the word do its work. Amen. You put the word out, Holy Ghost will confirm it. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I can do all things through Christ. He strengthens me. Now, I don't know what your rhema is. You might have a certain verse that says, no weapon formed against me prospers. Somebody else might say, by his stripes I've been healed. Somebody else might say, he's borne my griefs and sorrows. Someone else might say, the perfect love cast out. Really, use them all. But you might have a go-to verse. Praise God. You don't have to imitate somebody else's verse. You get your own. Now, it can be the same verse someone else has, but you have to personalize it to you. Amen? But you need to know, when you speak to your flesh in the name of Jesus, your flesh will bow. Because when you say, in the name of Jesus, bow! Anger, bow! Sexual thought, bow! Fear of being dying early, bow! See, when you use the name of Jesus, what happens is the person of Jesus. See, this is agreement with God. Now the person of Jesus manifests through Holy Ghost on your behalf. Glory to God. Glory to God. The name of Jesus. Let's look in Acts 3 at this. Oh, glory to God. I, I trust this is helping you because you see, you can have an awesome heart and believe God loves you. But if you do not enforce the word, if you do not enforce the covenant, this is not going to manifest. Now, someone, I, no, the devil come and say, see, He's saying that, man, they'll try to condemn you. Say, You're just not doing your part. No, it doesn't mean that. It just means that God wants to up the ante in the sense of you doing your part. Like with this young man, he was a wonderful Christian kid, leading people to Jesus all the time. When I said that, I wasn't condemning him. But Jesus said it would. The word works. I was encouraging him to be the real him. Amen? To know. That as a believer, through the finished work of Jesus, you have dominion over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah, you, you never want to get, get someone into condemnation. But you do have to get them into understanding that they are well able. Amen? See, that's, isn't that the awesome thing about the gospel? I don't care who it is, who you like, you know, to listen to. I mean, it might be Kenneth Copeland, it might be Andrew Walmack, it might be the, whoever. You know the most awesome thing about the gospel? Is the men of God like this, and I like both of them, different people. If the reason I think God blesses their ministry 
Because they don't make it about them. They make it about the body of Christ. They're saying, if I can do it, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. If you can do it, I can do it. Amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I've done it. And I'm going to make it happen for you. All right. Acts 3. Oh, man, there's so much here. See how time run out, runs out so quick. Verse uh, Acts 3, 1, Peter and John went up together uh, in the temple at the hour of a prayer, the ninth hour, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, right? And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried there daily, the gate of the temple, called Beautiful, that asked alms of them entering the temple. Who seeing uh, Peter and John about to go in, uh, asked for money, Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting money. Peter said, Silver and gold I don't have with me, but such as I have give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And people think he just rose up and walked. You know what happened? Nothing. Nothing happened. But Peter was so immersed and knowing that in the spirit realm that the name of Jesus is above every devil, every demon, and every name contrary to Jesus. They took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Mm. He leaping up, stood and walked. And then when he was sharing how it happened, he said, don't look on us, verse 12, like, whether it's through our own holiness or power. But God Almighty has glorified his son, Jesus. It talks about faith in his name, Acts 3.16. Faith in his name has made this man whole. The name of God is what's inside of God. His virtue and his power. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. There's a lot more we're going to enter into, but I sense the Spirit of God on this. As a pastor, my greatest desire is for you to walk in freedom. We don't have churches to have church. We don't have Bibles, so whatever we do isn't just to do it. It's God's heart that you be free. And sometimes, man, the devil seems stronger than he is. The flesh seems stronger than it is. And the world seems to be just pounding you. But here's the deal, guys. Greater is he that's in you. You can do all things through Christ. And the badge of authority you have Every demon in hell, including the devil himself, will bow to you or take off in terror because of the repercussions that will happen if they don't. But the devil will try to test you. Well, he doesn't really mean that. She doesn't really mean that. Oh, she'll give up using that badge. She'll take the badge off. She'll stop her confession. You just keep worshiping Jesus. He's the author and perfecter of your faith. He's the lover of your soul. 
You just keep looking at Jesus and thanking him that he's given you a badge to wear in the spirit realm. He's given you a sword. The word of God. And I'll tell you what, all of hell bows to this sword and to this badge. Glory to God. Can you stand with me? If you're listening to this and and you've been saying, man, I I love Jesus, but it just doesn't seem to be working. I I struggle over and over again with familiar sin. I'm losing confidence. I'm getting disillusioned. Don't run from God. Run to God. We've all been there. There's no one, believe me, including myself, and in this church it hasn't been there. But Jesus has come, and he's coming to you now and saying, enter into my wisdom of the victory that's already been won. Woo, and the badge has been given. Hallelujah. Jesus. If you're a Christian right now, say, God, I'm sorry for just doubting you. I've received their wisdom of victory. And if you're not a Christian, come on. Why aren't you? Your knee's going to bow to the name of Jesus. Someday, whether you accept him or not, your knee will bow. Whether it's in adoration for his salvation or it's in fear as you're being judged through an eternity away from him. But you will not have anybody to blame except yourself. God doesn't send people to hell. You send yourself to hell by rejecting him. Say, it's time not to be taken advantage of by my past, by the enemy, the flesh, the world. Say, Jesus, I want to be free. Now, through your blood, free me through the gospel. I ask forgiveness for not accepting you sooner. I accept you now as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. If you did that, there's some information on the screen, a number to call to help you. For those of us here today, God's up to something. God is up to something. He really is. Man, there's a spirit of prophecy on me. I know it's late, but if you could stay for a minute, I just got some words to prophesy over some people. I had a word of knowledge.